Let's let's just get this over with. Yeah, huh? I'm ready. Fucking pod of misery. <laughs> Welcome, 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 and welcome to the Next Man Up podcast presented by British and Irish Eagles. I'm your host for tonight as Liam is otherwise engaged on a golfing trip, or so I'm told, or maybe he's still hiding behind the sofa from Monday night. Rather convenient, if you ask me, the timing of this, one of the worst Eagles performances I've ever witnessed, um, and Liam's not here to fess up to it all, but we'll get into all that in a moment. I've, of course, I'm joined by someone who knows what they're talking about, my esteemed colleague, Phil. How are you doing tonight, Phil? I swear you were going to say Anthony there for a second. There's no way you could be possibly talking about me. No, um, no happy to be here. Uh, at least we've had a couple of days to get over that uh, shit show. And um, yeah, Liam's Liam's not on a golfing trip now. He just decided to jump ship to another podcast and appear on there this week instead of, instead of hanging out with his, with his friends. But oh, well, never mind. We'll move on, won't we, lads? Ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, and since Liam is on IR, uh, we have the next man up in the building, our good friend Anthony. How are you doing, mate? Um, I'm all right. I'm currently watching Forest, given away that we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and they're winning 3-1 for their, hopefully their second win of the season. So it's helping distract me from that utter shambles from, from Monday night football. At least you've got one winning team under your belt. That <laughs> gives you a bit of joy in life rather than... Uh... The misery that I'm currently going through with some of the teams I support, but that's that's a, that's another day, it's another podcast. But so before we go into Dallas, uh, just a quick mention to uh, the UK fan meet on December fifth that we've organised through Passyunk Avenue. So we had a number of spots up for grabs uh, to come and join the lads here at Next Man Up at Passyunk Avenue. Avenue, uh, it's a Philly dive bar in London, and uh, what response we've had so far, uh, we've almost immediately filled the spots. Um, for what should be a really great night and hopefully a big fat W to go along with it against um, against the Jets. So I'm sure there'll be more than a few beers consumed and uh, more than a few Philly cheesesteaks consumed. So it should be a it should be a good one. Looking forward to that. Um, right. So let's let's move on to Dallas, which we're here to talk about. Let's get this over with the Monday night mauling. It wasn't clever. It wasn't pretty. It had us up to 4 a.m. Eyes hanging out of our heads. I gave up sometime uh, during the fourth quarter, but it's been a couple of days for the anger to dissipate. Uh, Phil, what are your thoughts? Um, what stage are you currently at in the five stages of grief? <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best way to uh, to look at it at the moment. I think I'm currently in the uh, in. I don't know if it's one of the stages, but I'm a bit more in the in the. Sort of, I'm over it. I think is the easiest thing to say. I, I'm already looking ahead to. You've I think already hit acceptance. Yeah, I accepted that. I think. Um, I think it took. Um, it took 24 hours. Luckily, I had a game of football last night, which was absolutely just as horrific. So I think that's kind of taken the place of the depression of me. Um, of the of the of the Dallas game, but um, no, I'm already. I think also because it's it ends up being making it a short week, so we haven't got long to wait until we. Uh, see another shower of shit against the Chiefs, which I'm sure will, will, will replace the one we're currently going through right now. Um, yeah, it's it's not um, it's not where we want to be, but I'm sure we'll get into the, the bones and try and pick apart exactly what went wrong, all of it. Um, there we go, end of the pod. <laughs> Just stop it right there. That's enough. Yeah. We, don't need, we don't need to speak any more about Dallas, do we? Anthony, how are you feeling? Um, I'm the same as Phil. I've, I've hit acceptance along the five stages of grief. Um, I did exactly what Jalen Hurts told me to do and flush that turd away. Um, <laughs> move on, forget about it. Um, you know, it, yes, it, it, it always hurts more when it's Dallas. You know, the, there's no getting around that. It, you know, that's what rivalries do to you. Um, but, you know, as we, as we get into it, I think we'll you know remind ourselves of the context and in isolation yeah it's horrible but looking at where we are as a team um was it really a result that we um are, are that shocked about yeah well that's 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 it for me pretty much I, I i don't think i'm quite at acceptance yet because i don't think i'll ever accept a result like that 
Um, I'm possibly still at the depression stage of it all, but <laughs> you, you know, for, for me, it was a loss that we were expecting, I think, and our predictions pod only Liam, um, you know, captain positivity, uh, determined that it was going to be a win for the Eagles. I uh, thought so we were. We all thought that we weren't going to win it or have enough to overcome Dallas. Dallas looked pretty good this year, we thought beforehand, and that's exactly what we saw in the field. They pretty much blew us away, as much as it hurts to say. Um, it just nothing seemed to go right for the Eagles on the night. Um, pretty poor overall, everywhere, all over the field, from offense, defense, special teams, just nothing was happening. For us on the night, again, uh, even more problems with discipline. Uh, there was a few injuries. It just it just was not clicking. It did, it did not happen. But um, I think the major takeaway I, th- I saw from most people was a lot of people are not happy with our quarterback, Jalen Hurts. He did not have a good day out there. Um, whether or not you resign that to the fact that he is still basically a rookie at this point um, remains to be seen. So uh, what, what did you think of Jalen Hurts' performance, Phil? Yeah, I, I think, we, yeah, we have to remind, I don't I don't think it's fair. I mean, there, there's going to be parts. He, he definitely didn't play well at all. There's no, there's no getting around it. But he generally, I think I mentioned it while we were watching it, he just, he looked a bit flustered. And I said, we've all been there. Like you're in, if you think about it, it's his, it's his eighth day at work or seventh day at work and you know he's so far it's been pretty good and he's been playing pretty well and he's had his first poor performance I think you need to and and it's Dallas it's like the enormity of that like we've already we've said it's it's it, sometimes it's the occasion it's the situation in, in, and it's a very fairly new and experienced team like they're going into our biggest rivals on a prime time game and sometimes the occasion gets the better of you and I think generally he looked he looked like a little bit when it started to go wrong maybe maybe that's also the fact that because obviously the, the, the inexperienced coaching staff as well it got to a point where normally you'd have that experience to kind of draw you out of it right let's you know to bring the team back together right just focus on these bits get this bit right build yourself back into the game it felt very much just before we um just before we got got into our rhythm it, it was you could see the whites of his eyes and he was sort of dropping back and he looked a little bit lost as if either he couldn't remember the play or he was just sort of confused in, in terms of exactly how to get him pull himself out of that and I think I, I'm definitely giving him this a scratch like it, you know we'll see how he performs next week if it carries on then then that's a real problem to me that that one off you have a bad game you just sometimes you just have to nip you just have to accept it right off and go right move on and I think I think Hertz with Siriani other other sort of Sort of people that are going to do that, they, they'll 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 analyze it to to the to the cows come home. They'll they'll literally be watching tape all week and they're trying to focus on what they need to do to get out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the strong-minded individual is Jalen Hurts. Um, he's overcome more adversity than one bad game. So, uh, it to me, he looked rattled on the field. I said that I said at the time, it, it just didn't look comfortable the entire the entire game. Hey, Anthony, what did you think of our, of our young quarterback? No, I mean, Phil said it was his seventh, seventh day at work. And if we think about the Bible, the seventh day was rest. And I, I think he took it quite literally <laughs> because uh, he didn't really show up, did he? And, you know, you, you look at the, you know, again, I was going to talk about the, the interceptions. But before I do that, let's, let's not forget, you know, through his first two games of the season, there were zero turnovers. Um, so... You know, then coming into this one, yes, you know, with the first interception, he's underthrown um, Jayla Rager. And then with the one where Smith fell down, yes, Smith, Smith fell down, but it was still a bad throw that was not going to get caught by Smith anyway. And I just, with that second interception um, that got returned to the house, I can't help but think about that previous play when he missed Dallas Goddard over the middle. Um, Dallas got it was wide open, tons of grass in front of him. He's getting down into the red zone easy, possibly a touchdown. It was an easy throw that he missed. Um, and you know, I think that's the the story of the night really for for Hertz, those two plays, that easy missed throw to, to Goddard, and then the the pick six straight afterwards. Um, you know, it, yeah, he wasn't good. You know, there's no getting away from that. And, you know, it's his run is not exactly going to get easier against the Chiefs team, but 
um, you know, we're back at home and that's been the Chiefs' problem this season is the, is their defence. So, um, you know, it's probably as good as an opportunity as, as you want to play the, the Chiefs coming off of a, a loss like that to the Dallas Cowboys. I thought that... Um... That cat, that miss, that dropped catch, or that bad throw beforehand. I thought it was a it looked a lot more. I mean, yeah, it was a it was a bad throw, but it just looked catchable to me. It looked like it just slipped through his hands like Aguilar esque. I mean, a lot of people. I, I understand what you're saying, Anthony. With you know, I think generally the general consensus seems to be that it was a poor throw because obviously everyone seems to be very high bringing that up as the throw before the the hot, the terror interception. But I. I thought he could have caught that. I mean, the worst, what could have happened is he caught it and didn't get any yak. And that's, that's, that's what I saw that as. It's like, yeah, it might not have been a great throw for him to, to catch it and run on, but he could definitely have caught that. And then at least that, I think it would have been a first down. So um, it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not so convinced that that, that was sort of like a, a sign of the, the apocalypse or anything like that. No, definitely not. And, and um, just, just to go on about, about Jalen from from what I saw, and I, I didn't think he was getting through his reads particularly well. Um, he seemed to escape the pocket a bit too often when the pocket was actually um, pretty solid. Uh, I thought Darrod actually had a good game, but we'll come on to that um, slightly later. Um, yeah, about I mean, it's 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 just a strange one. I just think it was. I can put it down to a bad day at the office. For, for Jalen, but I mean, did Sariani really help him out with his play calling um, on Monday? I would say no. Um, he pretty much put it all on Hurts uh, from what we saw from the run game, which was non-existent, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Sanders had two, three attempts, something like that, in the, in the entire game. Kenny Gamewell um, had one. Ridiculous. Yeah, just, just on the stats there, so... The running backs had three carries all game, which was the fewest in team history and the, the fewest amongst every team in the NFL for the last two decades. Three runs by the running backs. And this was after Sanders broke off his first run for 24 yards and he got the ball one more time after that. Um, it, you know, Simeone didn't help him with the play calling in terms of uh, the run-pass ratio. But he didn't help him with the play calling in terms of the the plays that were being called. It was again, you know, we're talking about Jalen Hurts being a, a rookie. Let's not forget that Sirianni's a rookie head coach and a rookie play caller. Um, sure. Yeah, but you know, he's going to go through some growing pains as well. So you know, whether you want to look at it as a positive or a negative, that you're going to have Hurts and Sirianni if they're your, your two chosen ones growing together. Um, you know, we, there's no experience on either side there. It's not like an Aaron Rodgers working with a rookie head coach or, um, or uh, you know, Lamar Jackson going into to Baltimore as a, a rookie and doing well with an experienced head coach in Harbour. You know, it, it's two rookies on the play calling and working the system at quarterback. So, you know, there are going to be a lot of growing pains, which I think works into the wider conversation around putting this game into context, you know, before the season, no one was really expecting anything. And most people would have had this down as a loss, like you said. Um, but I think it's just the manner in which it happened and the, 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 uh, the magnitude of the defeat in terms of the scoreline and the, the absolute trouncing that we got. I'm sure if there's any Cowboys fans listening to this, they won't mind me saying that. I think, I think um, if this had been any other team, I don't think the reaction would have been anywhere near as bad as it has been, I think it's literally like, it's like your closest friend screwing you over. It's just like, it hurts because it's so personal. It's so close to the fan base. The fan base are applying years of years of rivalry and, and frustration and anger onto a rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. And I'm not trying to sort of belittle it or make them, you know, make the, the Eagles feel better about the defeat or anything. Cause I'm sure they're, they're beating themselves up enough, but um, yeah, which I think we've got to try and compartmentalise this game and just go, remember you said, remember when we said it was a rebuild year and you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. You remember when we said we were building for the future? Yeah, yeah, got it, got it, got it. Dallas comes around, we lose. It's like everything goes out the window and it doesn't matter. You've lost to Dallas, you're fucking shit. And, you know, out out with the head coach, out with the quarterback. It's like, oh, for the love of, just chill. Like, just let, let, let I'm literally trying to... Res- 
keep my head into the season. At the end of the season, when we've got our record and we've got our stats for the QB and we've got our stats for the, the coaches, that's when I'll join the whichever bandwagon ends up being the case, whether it, they've turned it around and actually there's loads of signs of promise or whether it was, it's like this the whole season, then yeah, I'll be like, okay, they've had the full season. I just think, um, yeah, like I said, I'm glad it's a short week because we can just kind of move on to the, the Chiefs game and, and just bury it and just at the end of the season, we can use it as the, the the marker where we say that was the moment where Sirianni got his act together. That's the moment where Hertz realised his limitations and his faults and the whole team just kind of went, yeah, we need to buck our ideas up. That's what I'm hoping we're doing come the end of the season. Phil, are you hoping that this game is like the Jake Elliott 61-yarder against the Giants and we now go on to a Super Bowl run based off this Dallas loss? Wait, it's Liam here, all of a sudden. <laughs> the only person who's allowed to mention that on the pod seems to be Liam. And um, He was there, you know? He, was he there? Oh, no idea. He <laughs> uh, seems to love, love bringing that up. But to be honest, to be fair, I think if any of us were there, we'd all be, we'd be using that as a, as a highlight of our sporting viewership in our, in our careers. Any game you've been to, you see something like that. I mean, obviously this weekend, I imagine all the fans that were at the, um, which game was it that were at the 67? Ravens. The Ravens. Justin, Justin Tucker, yeah. Justin Tucker, 66. 66 yards, yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, the way it bounced off. Oh, that was good. <laughs> and I was on the same night as the as the, the Jaguars return as well. Oh and yeah, the, that they attempted yards. the sixty eight. Was it sixty eight attempted? That was that was crazy as well. <laughs> I love watching Red Zone. That was that probably the highlight of my week was that because the Eagles were playing on Monday night, I got to watch Red Zone properly. Um, because we weren't playing at six, which doesn't happen very often. We're not very often on prime time. And well, thank you for that, to be honest, because I don't like being up to 4 a.m. to watch absolute dog shite football. Not so. on a Monday night, no. No, no, it's not good. It's not good for anyone. Right, let's... In fact, just before we move on, I wanted to sort of read a quote from Miles Sanders at the press of today and when he was asked about um, his limited carries in the game. So Miles Sanders said, I'm willing to do whatever they want me to do as many times as they want me to do it. As long as we get the W... That's all I care about. I do believe to have a successful offence, you have to run the ball. Well, that's fair enough. I, it's the bit that's truth. It's like the media are going to read that out of context. He's going against his coach. I think Sirianni knows he needed to run it more. I think he had, whatever the reasons are on the night, he had a he had his game plan. Whatever it was, he's tried. He's tried something. He's and also it, it the game was it's it's a bit like conceding a goal in the first couple of minutes in soccer. It's just like your whole game plan goes out the window and running the ball isn't what you do when you're sort of trying to catch up in a game. And you can argue that you know the defense are there for the culpable party in the reason why we lost that, not just because they didn't play as well as they can do, but generally because we ended up going down so quickly I mean if it wasn't for the you know arguably the defense then getting the uh the 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 intercept well the, the fumble recovery technically and in the and bringing us back on because essentially we were marching down the field and we're like great we're keeping up with them game interception and then we're, we're sort of like with no points and they're in the end zone but we made it count but apart from that they were um they put the team on the back foot they didn't start off strong enough whatever the reasons are for that um, Derek fucking Barnett could be one of them, um, but I'm sure he'll he'll get plenty of their time in this pod. I really, I, I mean, I said, I new last, I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, he, this, this, the guy's just, I said it on the last pod, he's a liability and he's proved it again. It's like when your team really needs you, it's the, it's the calm heads, the mature, experienced people, and he's got to be considered one of those now. He's had plenty of time, he's no longer. A, a rookie, he's, he's the sort of person who should be standing up and being counted. You've got people like you know Singleton who've massively stepped up, become those central figures in the team of maturity and, and you know, lead by example. He's not leading by example. He's setting completely the wrong example and, he, and he's absolutely proven to be a liability with the team. And and I think I've heard a couple shouts for, for Barnett to be benched and I don't think many people would argue with that for the next game. Yeah, it's, it's a recurring theme, the, the, what, you, what you're saying about discipline and penalties. And we've highlighted it on the last podcast and the one before that. And it's just, 
For 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 Syriana, he goes on so much about about discipline and 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 for us to be the worst team in the NFL for giving up penalties and penalty yards is just factually ridiculous. So we gave up thirteen penalties for eighty six yards. That is just unforgivable. And the game before was something similar. I don't have the stats in front of me, but definitely the worst in the NFL. And we just keep shooting ourselves in the foot, and and that. That this is what summed up the game for me, right? I'll just take you through uh, the sort of the play just before just before halftime. Okay, right. So Dallas were punting from their own goal line, and we're thinking, okay, that should set up a decent field position for a score before the half because we, you know, we we needed to make something of the drive, uh, get in the locker room, regroup, get some positivity going around us. So Dallas punts, Rieger picks it up, gets nowhere, lots of yards on the punt. Immediately, there's a flag thrown for holding Craig Ward, 10-yard penalty. So that good field position that we're expecting sets us back to our own 24-yard line. Um, Hurts makes a good connection for a first down. Great. Some positivity. Uh, Let's keep that going because we didn't get many first downs in that game. So comes down again. Hurts sacked for for minus 11 yards. Makes a great recovery with a 21-yard pass to, to Kez Watkins. No, wait, holding. Sumalu, 10-yard penalty. And so we're ultimately just getting absolutely nowhere. So it, that, that just summed up the entire game, and that was just before halftime, where Hurts is, is making the completions. He's making the, the big plays to, to get that yardage for the first down, and then we're just taking it straight back off with... Silly, silly penalties, silly, silly fouls, things that we should fundamentally be doing better. You know, when I said I was, well, we, we agreed the rule in the acceptance phase of, of five stages of grief. I think I've just gone back a couple of stages. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mick. I'm just like, oh, God, I remember how bad and frustrating it was now. Jeez. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it, they've got to tighten that up. And it's not just, you can't blame it on rookies or winning experience because it's like say it's say Marlo, it's Johnson, it's Barnett. They they know better. Um, understandably, again, when you're in when you're in the away, you're away to a team, and obviously it gets pretty loud, and and you can't hear counts, and you're not sure, and that's it's easy for the the home team to use that to advantage and hard counts, soft counts, all all that. Like it's um, it I get it. It's difficult, but there's no excuse for that that many penalties and. You know, and for that that distance, I mean, when you're talking like they probably got more yardage off our penalties than any of their wide receivers, um, off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, we we march them further down the field than than they could themselves, and and when you, when you do that, you you you've lost you've lost the game. I think you know no one's going to say, no, oh, you can play well and get loads of penalties. I think it's no, you. Uh, you, the discipline's got to be worked on, and I think that that's going to bug Siriani because I think he is all about the fundamentals, all about the discipline, and he's going to be. He need this will be the strength of character that I'll be looking for, the guts to bench someone like Barnett, the guts to sort of go, do you know what? No, like and 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 to to really sort of kind of take it back and go, no, hang on a minute, this is my team. You aren't going to do this to me. Like he's this is his one shot to be a head coach. This is Jalen Hurts' one shot to be a starting quarterback. They don't deserve that kind of support, and the team, the team as a collective, should be ashamed of themselves. It's, you can't put it down either to home and the crowd noise because this has happened every single game. We lead the league in penalties this season with thirty-five, and I can't remember who's at, who's had the least, but they've had just put it in context. I think they've had seven or eight through the entire season through three games, and we've had thirty-five. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I've just done what Phil's done. Thank you, Mick. And gone back <laughs> two stages. Maybe, maybe I was never at acceptance. Maybe I've always been at bargaining. Maybe um, you're just in delusion. <laughs> you're deluding <laughs> yourself that you're over it and you're just I've, like, it's yeah, gone. I've just been trying to bargain with myself as to, to why this loss happened. But, you know, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, you've got a rookie quarterback pretty much. Yes, you've got a rookie head coach, rookie play caller, away from home, rivalry game. But then when you start talking about penalties and bonehead plays from the players who you know we talk about next man up it's not next man up just in in the terms of being able to take more snaps because Brandon Graham's gone down for the season and you need someone to get that pressure on the quarterback it's that next man up mentality of 
a, a leadership person who's going to step up and take that leadership role now that Brandon Graham's on on IR and you're looking to players like the, the first DN you're looking to is Derek Barnett even over Josh Sweat because you know Barnett's been there longer he's the first round pick and then he goes and does stupid shit like that yeah it needs it needs stamped out it needs stamped out quickly um, again, it's it's just been the overriding issue um, through throughout the three games that we saw so far. I mean, we've seen we've seen Hearts play good, we've seen Hearts play indifferent, and we've seen Hearts playing bad. We've seen their run game be effective. We've seen the run game being poor, but the consistent thing through the three games has been the the discipline. And I'll say it again, it needs to improve for next week. And I'll that's the number one thing I'll be looking out for is. The, the amount of yellow flags thrown on the field. So uh, we talked about the, we talked about the run game. Uh, do we want to fluff up Dallas any? Do we want to say? Do we want to speak about how how good Dallas were or say fuck Dallas and move on? No, Dallas. <laughs> yeah, they, they do they do suck. But I think we we have to be we have to be humble in our defeat as well and and say that as much as we beat ourselves, they they do look. A little bit frightening considering they were without quite a few key players on offense and defense and the players that they got in so Micah Parsons coming in and, and switching position to cover for for Demarcus Lawrence absolutely scary um ridiculous Dig, huh? yeah Diggs with his interception oh, his pick six and his interceptions um if they play like they do or they can then they are going to be a frightening team, and we hate to admit it, but they, you know, I think they're probably you know, they've solidified their favorite position, their position as favorites for the division. Um, but caveat that with it's Dallas, so I think we all what we're clinging on to now is the fact that Dallas have in, do invariably shoot themselves in the foot, and I and we sincerely hope they do. But I think we're now fighting for um, second place in that division. Um, unless something drastic happens in the next two or three games, which is probably unlikely given the, the, the opponents we've got. But if we come through, if we get a win out of the next three games, I might change our position. But I think if we come out of the next three games, sort of uh, five and five and one, we're, we're sort of hoping that the easy run gives us a decent record come the end of the season. But it's not going to be enough to to overtake Dallas if they carry on the way they are. If Dak stays healthy. It's, it's a pretty solid bet. We won't get good odds on that now. I think something else we need to take into consideration as well, something we've not spoken about, is the sort of defensive scheme. Um, it was, you know, certainly through the first half, it was just pure zone. And to be fair to Dak Prescott, he was able to pick his way through the zone defence. And, you know, Tom Gannon, I, I just didn't see anything from him in terms of trying to, stop that um I, I don't know um no i completely yes. agree with that yeah we want we want Dak to you know for the wheels to fall off and you know we're trying to look to to give them a little bit of praise but i i just don't get why we just carried on playing zone when he was picking us apart mix it up you know it's a bit like with the play calling i get that you're down a, a, a touchdown early and then in the second half you're down two scores but choosing not to run the ball just means the Dallas defense can pretty much go out and go, we know they're going to pass. You know, you, yeah. you've got to mix it up. If you want to run the ball, you can run the ball and then go no huddle if you want to, you know, not waste too much time off the clock. So, you know, I, I, I disagree with Sirianni's comments around the, the gameplay dictated whether you only have three runs. I think that's a load of crap. Um, and, you know, with, with Dak, I, I think we've got to look at, at Gannon and say, why the hell is he not changing the scheme? Yeah, I, I think I may be pulling this start out my ass, but uh, I think we're, we're what we've played cover one the least in the NFL. Um, out most teams, we, we're never on man coverage. It just never seems to be that way. And we've got two really good cornerbacks, and and Slay and um, and Nelson. I just don't understand why we're not playing. Um, but we're not playing on man. Um, he, he just seems to be fixated on zone, and when it clearly wasn't working, he didn't make the adjustments and he didn't make them um, quick enough. And uh, Dallas were running the same play, and it was effective each and every time. I mean, they had forty-one attempts uh, and running, 
and for 160 yards total. And I feel like Dallas didn't even get out second gear in that game. Like honestly, the the they weren't even trying half the time. Half the I don't time. think we. I don't think we forced them to get out of second gear. They just realised that the simple basics of run it here, maybe the other throw. I mean, Dax didn't didn't Hertz get more more um, yardage? More yardage. If yeah. you haven't already said that already, um, so you got more yardage, um, and yeah, because obviously they ran the ball, but it just goes to show that they just didn't need to. We 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 we. We probably just made their game plan for them. It, you know, McCarthy probably just realised exactly what was going on and just went, all I need to do is this. And until such time as they figure it out, I'll change. But it, we just didn't figure it out for some reason or another. But again, we can we can go back to the being the, the, the inexperienced, the coaching. And I think I'm at the moment, I'm just clinging on to the fact that I'm hoping that they are just gleaning the data from this as like machines kind of going right and it's all just getting processed and the next game will be better and the next game might be better you know to arguably to play kansas city and tampa bay in the next three games is you know that's a cauldron of fire that's a baptism uh, baptism of fire sorry um for them so if they can't glean anything out of playing quality opposition then then there maybe there isn't any hope yeah, uh, I think for for what it's worth, that the the Dallas uh, defense played played exceptionally well. Um, we sort of saw on the field what effective linebackers are uh, in that game because ours were pretty much non-existent. But right, let's 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 just end this Dallas loving just now, and we'll move on to what was good. What was good about our game? Who got the pass marks on the night? Uh, what did you see that gave you that glimmer of hope that, I mean, the, the game was pretty bad, we all agree, but th- there's always something. So, uh, Anthony, I'll go to you first. What, what, what made you smile on the night, if anything? Um, the, the obvious answer is Hargrave, so I'll, I'll skip past that one um, because I think, you know, everyone agrees how, how amazing he, he was and has been over the, the course of the season. And I'll, I'll give some love to Aaron Sipos. I spoke about him in the... Uh, in the preseason, and you know it's a bad week when you, you you're praising the punter. Yeah, he had two two punts inside the twenty. Um, these uh, Sipos has been consistent, if anything. So, yeah, hats off to the, the guy. Give the give the punter some love now and again. Phil, what did you see? Yeah, I was gonna pretty much echo echo say maybe a bit of a, a men- an honourable mention for for Sweat coming in. Although there obviously are questions as why he wasn't in. Uh, from the start and, and so on and so forth. But again, I think we're, we're done second-guessing the reasons for a lot of things uh, the other night. Um, but yeah, Sipos, I think it, it it's underrated how impactful a decent punt can be, especially when you're up against it and, you, you know, creating a long field every time is is going gonna, gonna to give you a, um, the best chance that you possibly can. Uh, apart from that, I think... There's not really a lot on on offense to sort of to look at. I think they were just terrible across the board. There was nothing there to to, to pick out. So I think that's pretty much it. I think we're, we're clutching at straws. If I sort of look at anything <laughs> else, it is Hargrave, Sweat, and and Sipos. I think are the only shining lights, if you can call them that, in amongst the uh, the river of shite. Is Absolutely. it a positive? I was going to say, is it a positive that we're not talking about Dillard? Very good point. I think, yeah, I think when going into the game, when we when we found out Mylata was um, was out and it was going to be Dillard coming in, I think I that was when my sort of heart sunk into my stomach a little bit. I was like, yeah, this is, really isn't going to happen. I think if if Mylata had been fit, I think we would have walked into it going, yeah, we can definitely give him a scare. But given that, you are, I think you're right. I think. I mean, he didn't have a perfect game, but then again, I think to expect a perfect game after everything we've seen beforehand would be far too optimistic. So it's a, it, that is definitely a positive when you, when you think about it. You know, do we know? Um, we haven't heard anything yet about Mylata for Kansas. Who's uh, is he out? Is he? Or do we just not know yet? Questionable, I think. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah, he didn't go in IR, there. so he's still don't know at this point. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll come on to the, the next lineup um, part of the episode. But just before we do, 
Um, I know we sort of lightly touched on Javon Hargrave, but I think um, the man deserves some some stats being read out. Um, he did on the night have two sacks, one being the strip sack and um, putting points on the board for um, Fletcher Cox to, to take the touchdown in. He had a tackle for loss, two quarterback hits. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a, that's a Pro Bowl level game that he's having so far this season. He's, we said it last week, he's the best player that we've got on both sides of the ball. He's, to be honest, he's putting he's putting Fletcher Cox to shame right now. Um, Fletcher Cox, you can say as, as much that he's been he's been double teamed a lot of the time, and he, he, he can't go off of the, off the block, but. See, to be honest, he needs to do better, in my opinion. Um, I know we're supposed to be talking about positives right now, and I'm just sort of went straight into the negative uh, with Fletcher Cox, but he's, he's the highest paid man on our roster right now. He uh, isn't performing, and, and Hargrave is, is showing him up right now. Can I, not that I'm... Uh... Cox's agents or anything like that. I'll be careful how I say that one. Um, <laughs> Cox hasn't attracted... Sorry. He gets a lot of money. He doesn't put the stats on the sheet, but he gets double teamed a hell of a lot, which allows players like Hargrave to have one-on-one matchups. Um, so you're saying he's there on reputation more than ability at this point in time because he is a, a distraction yeah he, st- he still attracts those double teams because of how good he is and he you know if you're going up against a five-man offensive line and one player consistently takes two blockers away you've got players like Javon Hargrave and you know when Malik Jackson was was here you know that was the hope for for Malik Jackson as well that you know Cox would take up the, the, the centre and the guard, leaving Malik Jackson to, you know, to, to go one-on-one and then your defensive ends pinning their ears back going one-on-one. So I think I, I get caught where I, I look at players like Aaron Donald and I go, oh, this guy gets double teamed and triple teamed and still puts stuff on the, uh, the old stat line. Um, but I just think I get caught in two minds. I'm like, oh, Fletcher Cox, if you want to be paid all that money, I want to, see some more sacks from you and I get I get that he uh scored a touchdown so uh I'll I'll be careful with what I'm saying but um we, we just need to take a look at um you know how many times he's getting double teamed to allow players like Hargrave to get through. I'm I'm not gonna get too bogged down with with the stats of Cox because I think yeah I'm I'm happy that he's that he he he's done more than enough to earn the earn the right to not have to really justify it in that regard caveated with the fact that yes he's still playing he's still a starter he should be putting up those stats but if he's allowing players like uh, coming through like Hargrave to get these stats then it doesn't really matter if it's Cox or if it's Hargrave it's just that if that's the team effort and then that that's fine for me I think um and you need you need that kind of experience and that kind of character especially if you're losing people like Brandon Graham and stuff like that you need those 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 solid people Super Bowl winners who are just going to drag these rookies and these assholes like Barnett through. Um, <laughs> I'm struggling to come out with superlatives to describe him. Um, but, you know, we are where we are and we have to keep reminding ourselves that we are just in a rebuilding year. And this is very much a free hit in my eyes. And it's a case of let's just, let's just, let's just get through it and see where we are at the end of the season. And now a word from our sponsors. You want Philly Philly? Well, we got the perfect spot for you. Passyunk Avenue, London. An authentic Philly dive bar dedicated to Philadelphia. Its attitude, its food, atmosphere, but most of all, sports. To all Philadelphia Eagles fans, make this spot your home and spread the brotherly love. Passyunk Avenue is the place to be this NFL season. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's let's talk about the next man up. So we we saw Milata go out. We, we sort of slightly touched on Dillard and um, the fact that we're not really talking about him speaks volumes. And and that he had a, a fairly decent game at left tackle. I thought he did he did well. Um, Dickerson, Landon Dickerson, had his uh, first start. What did you make of that? 
Uh, Phil? Uh, well, he, he didn't have a great game, did he? Um, considering all the, the hype and, and, and potential. But again, he wasn't expecting to be in the game necessarily so in the game so in the playing for the Eagles so so soon so again first first sort of proper introduction to to NFL life is going to take a bit of a while to get to get used to it a couple of penalties on him I think there were I don't know if you have the stats to hand at all Mick but um it's more um I'm not I'm glad he got a start, I think, is what I'm, what I'm trying to search for. Is I'm glad he got in and we got a chance to see him because that has been the uncertainty about spending a second-round pick on a guy who had several injuries in the same sort of area and to see how he work out when he gets into the team. I'd, I'd be interested, give him a couple of games before I start casting any particular judgments on him, but I think, the, I think I'm just, the one I'm taking out of it is I'm glad we've, we've got to see him play in, in in midnight green and just see how he gets on for a couple of games before I start throwing him to the wolves. I think it's a bit unfair to do that. Well, he's on the injury report, so you might not even see him for a couple of games. Play one. <laughs> oh, is he? Take, take us through the injury report, Anthony, if you've got it in front of you. I have, yeah. Um, so it looks like Mylart is going to miss out on the Chiefs game. Um, he didn't participate at all. Uh, so it looks like Dillard's going to be back at left tackle. Uh, limited participation. We had Lane Johnson, which isn't good because he's down with the ankle issue, um, which is the consistent ankle issue Recording. that he's had over yeah. the last couple of years. Um, so your next man up there is Brett Toast. Uh, Landon Dickerson, um, who was often injured through college, was wearing a brace at practice. Um, which means Nate Herbig and Sura Petter would be the starting guards, um, with obviously Brooks being out uh, and Sayamalu. Uh, Jason Kelsey's on it, but uh, he'll be fine for, for Sunday's game. Apparently, they just give him a bit of a rest more than anything. And then uh, Marcus Epps was limited participation as well. So we've got Kayvon Wallace, who's gone on IR, um, and then Marcus Epps with a, a shoulder injury as well so um that would leave now luckily rodney mcleod practiced um so it'd be, good to have, it'd be good to have him back with with anthony harris back there um and as well along with rodney mcleod at full participation we had davion taylor as well um he's, he's been out with a, a calf injury so that is a boost for, for linebacker depth and special teams and uh the uh Scott and Jack Driscoll, um, they've been able to participate in practice again. Uh, they had their 21-day practice started after they uh, have been on IR. So they're still, yeah. officially, they're still officially on IR, but they can start doing a little bit of practicing um, on their way back. So um, Jack Driscoll coming back is obviously going to be big if we're going to start losing offensive linemen like we've done over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's just it's that same old sad story, isn't it? Of our of our line. I was just going to say, going yeah, I was going to say that it was uh, that that week one win, no injuries. How it's just it was too good <laughs> to be true, wasn't it? Really, it was just like we're we're back in that quagmire that we were in last season, where it's a case of does it matter who's in now? <laughs> does it matter who the next man up is as long as there's a body to fill that position we'll just meddle through like we always do at least this time I think for me it's going to be the fact that we do have a mobile quarterback so yes as, as much as the, much as the offensive line is going to chop and change again this season it seems um, at least he's going to get some yardage he's going to get a couple of first downs with his legs he's going to hopefully sort out his throw in a little bit a little bit more but yeah, I think we I think we've touched enough on that. I think we need to start looking forward to to the next game and how we're going to lose this one. Are you try to tell me to hurry up this podcast long, yeah? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I'm just, I'm just. I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's a stage of grief that's before the initial <laughs> stage, but I'm just going to go back through and it's going to be, it's going to be Monday night at one a.m. again. I'm just be like, oh, here we go. Let's get into this game. Let's see how it goes. <laughs> go back in time. You're dead right. 
No, let's let's move on. You're, you're, you're dead right. We've done enough. We know we know that there's a lot of moving parts in that offensive line that will be interesting on how we line up on Sunday against the Chiefs. So on that, Anthony, how are you feeling about going into the Chiefs after after uh, after what we saw in Dallas? Not confident. Um, I think if we had showed something on offense, I'd be a bit more confident because. If you get into a shootout with the Chiefs, you, you've got a good chance um, in the sense that their defence has been awful. Um, you're not going to stop the Chiefs' offence. Um, so our only hope is to, to get into a shootout with them. And from what I've seen against in, over the last couple of weeks and then against Dallas, it's just it, it doesn't fill me with any confidence whatsoever. Usually I'm quite positive um, and can see opportunities in things but I, I I just don't see it sorry yeah. if you were hoping for a bit of positivity <laughs> Liam when you need him where's Liam when you need him no <laughs> listen it's, it's um, so, Sunday five o'clock um, I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll be high as a kite I'll be like we're going to beat KC it's just going to happen and there's nothing anybody can do about it <laughs> that's, what, that's what happens though Yes, it is. You, you, set your, you set yourself up for a fall nearly every single time, but that's what being a fan is all about. Um, I wouldn't have it any other way. If, I wouldn't be a fan if, if I didn't have hold on to some sort of hope. But you, you're right to point out the, the KC defence, Anthony, um, because the, there's there's been a lot of movers and shakers about in, the, in this KC defence, and I've seen that they signed another wide receiver during the week um, to... I wasn't sure. I'm not sure if it was to their, their main roster or if it was just to the practice squad. But what are they doing? They, they need help on defense. And listen, I'm not trying to help out KC here in any sort sort of way. But the 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 second last in yards allowed, uh, 430 yard average in rushing allowed brand rushing yards allowed per game. Um, the last in win rates of the pass rush and the rush stop. And they've given up 31.7 points per game, which is the worst in the NFL. And they allowed the Chargers to score five of their last seven possessions. And I'm not saying we're the Chargers, or Justin Herbert is, is, is um, a force of his own. Um, and they've got some great weapons over there in LA. Um, but again, the KC defense is just pretty woeful. The, the red zone defense allowing 12 or 13 attempts in the red zone um, of their opponent so far. It's just very poor. Very, very poor. So, um, look, can can we capitalise on, on that? We, we should be. We should be looking to. Seriani should be drilling the players, watching the tape, seeing where we can effectively expose Casey um, because, you know, it's sort of be like what the Chargers done. The Chargers had to be aggressive. They had to go for it on fourth down, something we didn't do against Dallas at the weekend. Um, they have to make the plays because you know that Patrick Mahomes and Co, Kelsey, Hill, etc., are going to punish us every single time, especially if we play like we did against Dallas. They will. So we have to put the points up or shut up, in my opinion. Phil? Yeah, no, I think... One for me, they can't get much lower. They're at, they're at the bottom of the pit at the moment, um, in terms of how how a game can go across the board. Um, I'd rather them be going into a game like Kansas City than a game, say the Lions, where we'll be going into it expected to win after a, a terrible game. So we're going to go in. We're at the bottom. We're not expected to win. There's absolutely zero expectations and. No one's going to get particularly mad if Kansas City come in and tear us apart. That being said, their defense isn't great, but I don't think it's ever been there. That clearly, like you've said, with them signing the wide receiver, that their priority just isn't there. They'd rather outscore every other team. And when you've got a player like Patrick Mahomes at the helm, you can make arguments going, it's better to make him successful than it is the defense successful if you can arguably outscore 90% of all your opponents. Um, so, Based on that, if we can, if we can, if the defense can can pull the finger out and and, and short up and, and 
they can get a bit lucky, I think essentially was what we'll be looking for is a bit of bit of fortune to go away, less penalties, a bit of a couple of busted busted plays. Let's 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 try and get a few plays here or there the where um we we just get we just get a bit lucky, I think essentially <laughs> Is where, where I'm, what I'm getting at is I think we, we need a, a need a medical <laughs> well, yeah we we need a shit ton of luck um, and I think at the moment it doesn't really feel like we're going to get much but again go in with no expectations I think that's what kind of happened against Atlanta and I'm not trying to compare Atlanta and, and Kansas but why I'm trying to say is that we started the season with no expectations um, and they went in and and they played with a bit of freedom and and maybe maybe it'll work out in some areas I just I think we we're all these desperately looking for signs of life at this point in time. And I think against the Kansas City defence, they should be able to show something. I think you've just hit the nail on the head, Phil. You know, when when you're doing your your predictions in in the off-season, everyone's putting L against the Kansas City Chiefs, aren't they? So, you know, expectations are low anyway in terms of whether you're going to get a win. What you're really looking for, what you've just said, is that there's signs of life. You know, if we have another week where, you know, Jalen Hurts is crap and Sirianni's play calling is getting called into question, um, there's going to be, you know, some serious issues that might need to be looked at. But, you know, we, we could be going up against the, a, a Kansas defence that, that's been absolutely awful, but our offensive line would be Dillard, Herbig, Kelsey, Apetta and Brett Toth. Oh, and Anthony. I'd, uh, you know, th- th- this will be Kansas City's defense coming out game if uh, that's the offensive line that we go with. Oh, don't. Yeah, because they had um, Chris Jones, who's a former All Pro, and he transitioned from the defensive interior to the edge in the offseason because Casey are, are fairly poor in, in the red rushers. Um, and he's registered two sacks on the season, uh, both game versus the Browns, but. Um, I was going to say, luckily, we have Lane Johnson, who's one of the, the highest-rated tackles in pass pro. Um, and hopefully we'd have Melata back, but it, it could end up being the complete opposite, where we have Dillard in there still, even though he had a decent game against Dallas. Um, and on the other side, possibly Brett Toth. And it's, it's it just doesn't look good <laughs> for us right now. But on the, on the flip side, uh, if you want to talk about the trenches. We, we still do have that formidable D-line. Yeah, we did lose Brandon Graham, but um, Javon Hargrave, we've already spoke about him. He's, he's playing ridiculously well. And, you know, I, I don't think that the KCU line is, is all that great. Um, I know they've made improvements in the off-season. They've brought in uh, Tony from the Vikings. Uh, they've got a new centre, Creed Humphrey, which is uh, their second-round pick from Oklahoma. Um, they brought in uh, Orlando Brown, of course, left tackle, and they've got another rookie at guard. Um, and Mahomes has, ta- has taken his fair share of sacks this season. He's been sacked four times, so th- there's there's no reason why our defensive line can't dominate that O line and make. Um, well, I mean, let's face it, it's Patrick Mahomes, okay? So <laughs> I'm clutching here, but you, you've got to just stay with me <laughs> to get that sort of positivity. On paper, our D-line can dominate that O-line um, and, and we can hopefully get to the quarterback and, and make Patrick Mahomes work for it. Sort of like um, what happened in the Super Bowl, really. You just, you just got choked up the whole game and they couldn't get anything going. So, yeah, I think I think that, I think think that that's the risk, isn't it, of, of being overawed, like with the Cowboys and the enormity of, of the rivalry. The, the tendency is, and like you mentioned, Anthony, we're all, we're all chalking it up as a loss. So the worst thing they can do is walk in, walk into the link on Sunday, going, "Well, we're probably going to lose this, but like, let's let's not try and lose too badly." It's more just a case of, well, people expect us to lose, so any positives are positives. Let's try and get as many as we can together. And let's and hey, I'm not saying they're going to win, but if they keep it close and they've got a chance, and some miracle they 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 get a narrow victory, imagine. Like Dallas will just be a distant memory and, and will be just a blip on the radar if they can do that, or if they can just get close so they can put it so that Mahomes or um, you know, or the team or the, the, the kicker has to, to kick a game-winning field goal because we've kept it close, but ultimately we're just gonna fall short. And then that's what that will be a huge, a huge fillip in terms of moving moving forward. And I think 
that's what they should be looking for. It's, it's not about where they can beat Kansas City and where they've got to work hard. It's a case of we just need to go in there and, and just attack all sides of it and just go go for broke. What's the worst that's going to happen? We, we, we lose horrifically to the best quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the league for the next 10 years. It's, yeah, you've got nothing yeah, to lose. Nothing to lose, really, do we? So it's, 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 a, it's a free hit, basically, against Casey. If, if you come out with something, then it's unbelievable. If you don't, then it's expected. So... It doesn't. It doesn't hurt as much, but we still, we just still need to see, we still need to see something from our quarterback, and and just, I'd like to see some of the wide receivers making making plays, especially yeah, with one Smith. Just don't roll over and die. Is essentially what we're asking for at this point in time. Just don't go in there <laughs> going. Well, we don't need to worry if we lose because no one expects us to win anyway. And I think I don't think there's any danger that I think they will always try, but we just don't want to be thirty points down in the fourth quarter where it's just like. Right, let's switch over to red zone. I mean, that was that. That was one positive I was going to bring up for the for the Dallas game that you were looking for is that I managed to get to bed earlier than I would have <laughs> otherwise. Uh, but apart from that, it's uh, let's just let's just go. I mean, it's Andy Andy Reid's coming back. Let's hopefully they'll be he'll be too uh, teary eyed to to focus on his game calling. You know, assuming he's going to be on the sideline this time. I know he's out of hospitals, which is a good sign. But um, let's hope that that has an impact on. On the on the team, and we somehow face a a fifty percent strength Kansas City. Look, we're really clutching the straws now, aren't we? <laughs> aren't we? <laughs> I can feel it because our, our our schedule is looking quite bleak over over the next few games. So you know we'll get KC, then the Panthers, who look a, a, a bit rejuvenated under um, quarterback and some key players there. Uh, I know they lost CMC. Uh, Remains to be seen, but they'll have him back in time for uh, our game. And after that, we'll get Tampa and then the Raiders, who we thought, you know, were going to be a total um, dumpster fire this season, but they've, they've actually came out fairly well. But it's again, the, the, the strength of schedule at the start, just, uh, we, all, we always knew it was going to be a difficult hurdle to overcome and that the the second half of the season is going to be a, a, a bit lighter on us, so we just need to get through this. Plenty of whiskey in stock. I don't, I don't think the Raiders are as good as people make them out to be. I think it was it was the Dolphins minus. I mean, I'm not saying minus two is a massive impact, but without their starting quarterback and they conceded a defensive t- touchdown early on, and my God, what was that uh, <laughs> that safety? That Wardle conceded <laughs> oh, at the start of the so Raiders bad. game. So I think when you when you look at it, I think Raiders have always been that team where if you give them a chance, they will beat you. And if you don't, if you let them walk all over you, they will will do it. But I think ultimately, the the uh, the Chargers is uh, another was a divisional game as well. So I'm not I'm not, I'm still not ready ready to give the the Raiders the full due just yet. But then we'll see how it is when they're coming. When we go into them and what it'll be, it could be six and I or something like that. I think it's the seventh game, isn't it? So, yep. So, do you do you feel like giving a prediction on the KC game scoreline? What do you think? I think we I think we should try. I don't, I don't think it really matters because ultimately we're probably <laughs> going to be way off. But yeah, let's go for it. I think yeah, I think Liam's bragging just now because he's ahead on the predictions by like one point, and he's yeah, he, he sends the he sends the full one in the chat. Smiley face, like, oh yeah, the best of the rest. No him. Yeah, well, I'm not far <laughs> behind him. We'll see where we are. At yeah, the end of the season. Take it away, Phil. Uh, yeah. So I think I'm kind of as we've been talking in the pod. I think I might actually say that if we, I reckon, we might keep it to a, not a low scoring game, but a lower scoring game than probably people are expecting. I think it's going to be. I, I think we'll keep the Chiefs to below thirty. Um, to give ourselves a chance and then it's whether our offence can, can turn up and, and keep it close so I think it'll be um, some, I'm going to go for 28 22 to the Chiefs 28 22 I'll just write that down because I'll need to do the graphic for this later <laughs> Anthony how are you feeling? I, I can't look past the last two weeks or the injuries that are mounting up. 
Um, my, I know it's only two games, but it's a small sample size. My confidence is dwindling. Um, I'm gonna, the Chiefs are going to win. I'm going for a 33-10 to 10 oh, victory. That's Old brutal. Nokia. The Nokia score lane? Yeah. 33-10. Oh, come on, Anthony. We've got to get more than 10, surely. <laughs> we wouldn't have done that against Dallas without the garbage time. That's just 14, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I completely understand. I could just as you go. I just don't think I can let myself be that defeatist just yet. Like I said, I'm I'm hoping that uh, Monday night was a was a compartmentalized uh, terror show, and that we'll we'll come back and they just won't do that play that badly at Link. I mean, going back to the the Niners game, how impactful was the crowd, and you know. And the impact it had on the 49ers, there's every chance that that'll have an impact on, on the Chiefs and offense, and we can kind of drown them out. Um, but yeah, I think you're probably you're probably going ultimately going to be closer than we are than I am. <laughs> no, to be fair, I'm probably still bouncing around those five stages of grief. And like Mick says, come come five o'clock, I'll be I'll be messaging the group saying I've changed my mind, I've changed my mind. We're, we're going to put a fifty burger on Ken- Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, it's not entirely impossible because. We're all, we're all in this state of it's just not going to happen because after Dallas, we can't see anything coming out of that directly. But it's just as every chance, like, I mean, you know, those those crazy big scoring games, the Ravens and Browns from last last season, it's just like when it just becomes an absolute anomaly. There's, there's every chance. I mean, but it's just, I think that's where I'll be. I'll be right where with you, Anthony, on, on at five o'clock on Sunday, kind of going, yeah, let's just outscore the Chiefs. Like, it's... <laughs> Like it's going to get a pint of milk. <laughs> <laughs> like it's shit, yeah, easy. <laughs> I mean, at the start of the podcast, I was I was definitely in that bargaining phase of uh, the five stages, and I've gone to depression now. So, thanks, guys. No problem. Moving, up, moving along that funnel, I'll I'll get to acceptance soon. You'll be like, when's he, when's Liam coming back? So I don't need to. Hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to hear this. <laughs> I think I'd generally be interested to see how Liam could put a positive spin on things right now. I mean, we were—I mean, both of you guys listened to the outside the the huddle podcast with uh, Liam making in his appearance, and I think he dealt with the the defeat despite it being a matter of hours from the defeat and on on a neutral podcast show. Yeah. Um, so I think he'd probably he'd probably be it's probably good that he's not on this pod because I think even we'd break his spirits right now. <laughs> Uh, well, well played to him for trucking on that. The the outside the huddle needed a needed a representative from the Eagles, and I said, "Look, Liam, I can't. I'm out. <laughs> up from uh, four in the morning, and and then you know up early deal with the kids, and it's just nah. I was like, no, no chance. I can't podcast on that day, especially after that sort of defeat. But um, he's a he's a tripper. He's a tripper. Give him his due. But I'm not going to Charlie Miller, my inner Liam." Either with my prediction, so it's going to be a, a sweep across the board in the in the, the big fat L. Uh, I'll go for 34 24. Um, so I think we, we'll still score one of those one of those scores is possibly in garbage time, just sort of like uh, like we saw versus Dallas. Uh, the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are, great, are just going to outscore us, it's, it's really as simple as that. Uh, I don't see it really working out any other way, but I'll be pleasantly surprised if it, if it is. So that, that's where that's where I'm just now. <laughs> I think we need to end this podcast fairly soon, otherwise we're both going to be uh, <laughs> cracking open a bottle of whiskey and drowning. I've already cracked a bottle open. Well, I've had I've had one, but I, I can't. It's too. It's a, it's a midweek. I just can't Which allow myself to. Do it. I actually actually poured away half of my whiskey before going to bed that's how, that's how bad it got that I really literally just, I, I looked at it and just went what's the point <laughs> poured it away went to bed <laughs> I mean I had a, a sad song in this pod to be honest <laughs> just a violin in the background for yeah. the entirety of the pod <laughs> right guys it's, it's been fun um can't wait to do it next week once uh, we've absolutely trashed the KC and we're looking forward to trashing the Panthers. Um, 
It's been great. This has been Next Man Up, presented by British and Irish Eagles. Thank you and good night. I can't afford the lightning bolt